This is LEC Online Church in Perry, Ohio. We exist to love God and love people. For more information about our church or ministry activities, please visit LakeErieChurch.com. Now here's today's message. Today we are going to continue our series that we are calling Dangerous Prayers. And just in case you haven't been here in the last couple of weeks, we define the dangerous prayer is a prayer of death to ourselves. A surrender of all that we have planned and a sincere and authentic desire for God's will to be done in the matter. I'll say that again. They'll put it on the screen for you. The dangerous prayer is a prayer of death to ourselves. That's what makes a prayer dangerous. A prayer of death to ourselves. A surrender of everything that we plan. And a sincere and authentic desire for God's will uh, to be done. So let me begin this morning by asking you this question. If you could ask God for anything today. And I emphasize the word anything. If you could ask God for anything right now. What would you ask him for? I'm going to give you a moment to think about it because in a moment or two I'm going to give you about a minute to tell him what you're asking him for. Give you a chance to ask for whatever it is that you answered that question with. Right now, in this moment, if you could ask God for anything, what would you ask him for? What would you ask him for? God said, okay, you can ask me for anything that you want. That's what he did to Solomon. He said to Solomon, you can ask me for anything you want, and I'm going to give it to you. But if God were to say that to you this morning, whatever you ask me for, I'm going to do it. What would you ask God for this morning? Let me pray over you now. Father, I feel the presence of the Lord and a, and a deep sense that you're about to do something here in this room, online with those that are watching. You're about to do something very transformational, very powerful. And I pray, God, that there will be faith in the room. Faith online to receive and to believe. Lord, we don't always, we're not always comfortable with the way that we pray. So teach us how to pray. Teach us how to approach you and to bring our many needs to you, God, knowing that you love us, that you care about us. So thank you for what you're about to do in this room today. What you're about to do online with somebody's heart who's watching, maybe from their home, maybe in their car, wherever they may be right now. They're watching. God, you're about to do something. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. What would you ask God for right now? If you could ask anything, what would you ask Him for? See, I think one of the problems that you and I have is that we are never really truly confident that God would do it. And there's probably some reasons why that happens. 
But the question that I keep coming back to is, do we still believe that God answers prayer? Do we still believe that prayer works? That when we pray, God hears, God answers prayer. So what would you ask God for right now if you could ask him for anything? What would you ask for? And how confident would you be that God would answer that prayer? I want to show you something this morning in Matthew chapter 7. If you have your Bibles, open it up to Matthew 7. If you don't have a Bible or you don't have a device that uh, you use for reading the Bible, it'll be on the screen. Matthew chapter 7, beginning with verse 7, Jesus said, Ask, and God will give it to you. Search, and you will find. I think the King James says, Seek. Knock, and the door will be opened for you. Everyone who asks will receive. Everyone who searches will find. Everyone who knocks will have the door opened. If your children ask for bread, which of you would give them a stone or a rock? If your children ask for a fish, would you give them a snake? Even though you are bad, talking about humanity, you know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more? Say, how much more? How much more your heavenly Father will give good things to them that ask Him? Here's another one that I found recently when I'm studying. In Psalms 37 and 4, it's on the screen. Take delight in the Lord and He will give you your heart's desire. Now, that, my friend, is a powerful promise. But what does it mean? And what does it mean to us and to us, our church? The King James says, delight yourself in the Lord. He will give you the desire of your heart. There's, a, there's an alignment there. The most important part of that verse is the first part. The delight in the Lord aligns us with the heart of God. So that the things that we desire are the things that God would desire for us. Here's another one in Mark chapter 11 verse 24. I tell you to believe that you have received the things that you ask in prayer. And God will give it to you. So where is the problem between the promises of God and our faith in believing that God will answer prayer. Because if we're honest, and I want to be honest with you, sometimes we all struggle to get a grip on how we are supposed to approach God for the things that we need. How do we come to God for the things that we ask for? So, a few, month, few weeks ago, a couple of months ago, I suppose, I gave the staff an assignment. I said, I want you to think for two weeks. When we come back together, I want you to tell me, what is the biggest thing that you will ask God for for our church in the new year, 22? 
And I even counseled them, don't, don't be coy about it. Don't just say, you know, more on fire or whatever. I mean, specifically, what are you going to ask God for that's really big in 2020? So I came to the meeting prepared. We all sat down. In fact, we sat down in the commons area there, the Hubbard Road building campus, and we started talking. It was powerful, powerful night. I still remember the emotion and the power of that moment as we began to talk about the things that we really wanted God to do. When it came my turn, I said to the, to the staff, I'm asking God to save 100 people through the ministries of our church in 2022. Now, I have to be honest with you. I was so proud of that request. I thought that was such a big, bold, pastoral leadership thing. I was so proud of it. But I have wrestled with that ever since that night. And here's what I've wrestled with. Why didn't I ask for more? Why was I afraid to ask for more? Todd Daughtry met me in the hallway last Sunday morning. And Todd said, Pastor, I just want to give a praise. You know how Todd is. He's always on fire for something. Todd said, I don't give praise to the Lord. My band went over and played a little place this weekend. Four people gave their heart to the Lord. I said, praise God. That's so wonderful. And as Todd walked away, it's like I felt in my heart, why don't I? Why don't I believe God for more? It's like I'm afraid that if I ask for a lot, I'll get disappointed. So I don't ask for much. But if God were to say, what do you want me to do for you? What would you ask for right now? And I promise you that whatever you ask for is not enough. Because it's not in our nature to ask for more. I wondered a good bit about this. I've thought about this now for a while. In fact, I'm going to put a verse up on the screen that I cannot seem to get away from for most of November. All of December, I've been wrestling with this verse. Here's what it says. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. Now all glory to God, who is able, through His mighty power at work within us, to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Now notice the way that verse breaks down. Glory to God who is able through His mighty power at work within us. What in the world is that? What does that mean? That God is able, but what triggers the ability of God to do more than I ask or think is some power that has to be at work inside of me so I've been wrestling through this and I've come to a couple of conclusions about why you and I don't ask for more number one we don't ask for more because we don't talk to God enough we don't talk to God on a regular basis our prayer life is always suspect with the truth that we just simply don't talk to God enough I feel like sometimes and, and, and don't be offended by this but I feel like the way we treat God is like an emergency call button. We get pulled over by the North Perry Police Department. We start going, Jesus, Jesus, go God, I need you right now. Right now, please God, don't let him give me a ticket. 
Come on now, you can act like you're holier than I am. That's exactly what we do. We, we, don't, we, we don't ask for more because we don't have the relationship with God that gives us the confidence that whatever we ask for, He will do. We tend to pray in a panic. You ever notice that? The intensity of your prayer is determined by how much panic you're in. When your life is going good, you're not praying as much probably because you don't need it as much, you think. But boy, you let four, four of your kids get COVID in the same week. You let the money get tight. You let things get difficult. All of a sudden, you ramp up that intensity because you use God like an emergency call button. I do. We all do. It's because we don't talk to God on a regular basis. We think God works like we are. We work in a panic. We get in trouble. We're like, oh God, there's something going on. Like he didn't know that. You know, I used to think God would go, oh my Lord, I didn't know that. Let me see what I can do. I'll throw some things together here. Let's see what we can do. No. The Bible said before you ever ask it, he knows what you need. Here's another reason we don't ask for more. We don't actually believe God will do what we ask. Now, you may push back on that, and I understand that. Some of you have seen God do miraculous things in your life, and you may not necessarily believe that. But I'm saying on a consistent basis, we're always battling our doubts about whether or not God's going to answer our prayer. And I think at some point, believers, we have to wrestle with this dilemma of what do we do with the unanswered prayers? What do we do with them? When we prayed and God didn't do it. When we prayed and it didn't happen. I can tell you in my own life I have found two books to be powerful. I'm a, I think I have them up on the screen. Next slide there. Here are two books that I have used over the years and I recommend them. Not, not hawking books, but they've helped me. Philip Yancey's book, Disappointment with God. And his book on prayer, does it make a difference? Both of them, powerful, powerful books. But one of the reasons we don't ask for more is because we don't really believe, we struggle to believe whether God will do what we ask. Here's the third thing. We are uncertain about what we actually are allowed to ask for. I mean, what, what, what are the boundaries under which I can actually ask for something? What does it mean God gives me the desires of my heart? Am I literally able to ask God for anything? What does it mean to ask according to His will? What if I'm praying something that is not in the will of God for my life? Here's the fourth one. We just don't actually know what we want to ask God for. So let me see if this makes sense. It may not make sense, but in my mind it did. If God were to say to you this morning, here's a voucher for one answered prayer. You can cash this in whenever you want it. Here, you keep this voucher. You get to a place where you really need something. You can hand that voucher in and no matter what it is, you get it. What would you do with that voucher? There's a part of me that's like, I don't know if I... I don't know. I mean, what do I want to spend it on? I mean, do I want to, I mean, what, what do I want to use it for? How, how would I use it? 
See, that's the dilemma that sometimes we, we're, we're unsure. We don't ask for more because we're not actually sure what we could use it for. Here, here's the question that we, we talked about two weeks ago. What if we changed the way that we prayed and we started praying more sp- strategically And instead of using prayer to get our needs met, we started using prayer as a weapon for the kingdom of God. Here's the fifth and final one. We we, we don't ask for more because we feel guilty about what we ask for. Think about it. People are starving and dying from malnutrition. Am I really allowed to ask God for a raise? Should I ask God for a bigger house, a nicer car? Is that legitimately what God wants me to do? Because sometimes I find that there'll be conflicts between our desires and what actually is going on in the world. Let me show this to you. James chapter 4, it'll be on the screen, verses 2 and 3. James said this, he said, you want what you don't have. So you scheme and kill to get it. You are jealous at what others have, but you can't get it, so you fight and wage war to take it away from them. Yet you don't have what you want because you don't ask God for it. And even when you ask, you don't get it because your motives are wrong. You want only what gives you pleasure. James says, you know, you're, you're praying because it's, you, it's about you. And, and you're making all of your prayers about you. Now, remember, I'm, I'm working my way through these materials before they come to you. And last week, I, I made up my mind with God. I said, okay, I'm going to change this whole week. I'm going to pray differently this whole week. And every morning, Brother Tyree, I got up and I began to say to God, God, Where do you want my focus in prayer to be today? What do you want me to focus on today? When I pray, I had to drive over to Pennsylvania. I was in the car for six and a half hours the other day. And I said to God, God, while I'm in this car, I want to pray. What do you want me to pray about? Because James says, the motive with prayer is so absolutely more important so the question is how should we pray and I think the answer is to go back to Matthew 7 that first passage and look at that last line in verse 11 and 12 he said you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children how much more will your heavenly father give good gifts to those who ask him So if you could ask God for anything in the world right now, what would you ask him for? And on what basis would you, what would you base that request on? What do you know to be true about God? Because that has everything to do with how you're going to ask. How you're going to approach God. How you will pray, that dangerous prayer. We said last week, that, that day, two weeks ago, that dangerous prayer is Jesus in the garden saying, Not my will, thy will be done. That dangerous prayer was Acts 4, the disciples saying, Lord, thank you for the privilege to be persecuted for the gospel's sake and give us more boldness that we may preach your word. 
That's the dangerous prayer. The dangerous prayer is to say, take me wherever you want me to go today. Do in me whatever you choose to do today. Whatever that means, whatever it costs me, whatever happens, Lord, help me to be surrendered. A prayer that is a death to myself and a surrender of all my plans and an authentic spirit that wants God's will to be done in the matter. That's the dangerous prayer. I want to leave you with two thoughts and then we're going to pray. Give you two thoughts. Number one, when you ask, remember the nature and the character of your God. I think that's what Jesus is saying in Matthew chapter 7. He says, think about this. You're, you're a human being with human being attitudes, feelings, and thoughts. And if you are willing to give good gifts to your children, how much more do you think your heavenly father will be able and willing to give good gifts to his children? Remember the nature and the character of God. Because here, listen, God is good. Say that, God is good. Look at your neighbor and tell them, God is good. It is the nature and character of God to be good. And because God is good, you can have confidence to ask. You know, I think sometimes that we think God is angry at the world. That God is mad at the world. You know why we, we celebrated Christmas yesterday? I saw, I saw a crazy Twitter post yesterday. I, shouldn't, I, I should really stop my Twitter account because I get so frustrated you know, the world's full of idiots. None of you. This politician said, if you're enjoying this long holiday weekend, thank the labor movement. And somebody tweeted back and said, you're an idiot. Thank Jesus Christ. That's why you got this weekend. But you know why we did that? Because God was good. God gave his only son. I love the, the, we always talk about John 3, 16. God so loved the world. He gave his only son. The next verse is so powerful. Because God did not hate the world. He didn't condemn the world. He made a way that the world could be saved. Because God is good. And God is merciful. Our staff read the circle maker Mark Batterson's book, and I think there's a book club here that's also been reading that some. And Batterson says in that book something that's so powerful. He said, there is nothing that God enjoys more than keeping his promises. Nothing God delights in more than keeping the promises that he's made. Every promise in this book, everything that God has ever promised you, God delights in keeping his promise. And if God has promised it, you don't have to be afraid to ask. You don't have to be afraid to ask. You don't have to be afraid to say, God, I need, I'm asking you for. Because the nature and character of God is to give good gifts unto his children. Here's the second thing. Remember that your prayers 
are powerful and dangerous. You know why the devil fights against you praying so much? Because he understands the power of prayer. That's why the devil fights you to pray. That's why he distracts your mind when you pray. I've told you many times, I love coming in the sanctuary here and pray. I'll, 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 I'll keep the lights low and I'll just walk and pray. And, and, and sometimes when I'm walking and praying, I just feel like I'm being bombarded with thoughts. Maybe it's my ADHD or maybe it's the devil or maybe it's both. So I've started keeping a, a, a notepad or something here close by. I'll circle back around and, th- and make a note. I'll get to that in a moment. Praying. The devil doesn't want us to pray. He doesn't want us to talk to God because he understands the power and the danger of a praying saint. The devil doesn't care what we do at this church. He doesn't care the programs that we have. He doesn't care what kind of music we do as long as we don't pray. As long as we don't pray. If we don't pray, then nothing's going to happen in this place. The fuel... I told you, Billy Walters reminds me almost every week, the fuel that drives the momentum of Lake Erie Church is our prayers. When we pray, when they prayed, the windows of heaven were open. When they prayed, God answered with fire. Your prayers are dangerous and they're powerful. James chapter 5, he says, confess your sins to one another. Pray for each other so that you may be healed. The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. She she won't be comfortable that I'm telling you this. But Becky Russo comes in here every Tuesday morning, every Thursday morning, She sits right in those seats right there. And she prays for our church. Some other ladies from time to time will come. There have been a few others. Some of the elders have come. Every Tuesday, every Thursday. And I'm always strengthened when I see the car out there in the lot because I know somebody is praying today. The fact of the matter is that God honors the commitment to pray. And when a church prays, When a father prays over his family, when a mother prays over her children, when a couple prays over their marriage, when somebody prays, then God is initiated. This this power that works within us is prayer. God is able to do anything if we pray. But God doesn't do anything until you pray. God can do anything. In fact, the writer said in Ephesians, above and beyond anything you ask or think. So Jeff, I don't even know what you're about to ask God for. But I promise you God can do more than you're about to ask him for. Naomi, I don't know what you're about to ask God for, but I promise you God's bigger than the request for prayer that you're about to give. It doesn't make any difference what you ask God for. I told this in my prayer time this week. I said to God, no matter what I ask you for, I know you'll do more than that. And he always does. You ask for a dollar, you usually get two. 
You ask for a miracle, you usually get more than a miracle. Because God is able to do exceeding abundantly more than you ask or think. Some of you sitting here this morning have deep personal needs. Maybe waiting. Maybe you've been waiting on a miracle. Maybe you wondered if you're going to meet somebody. You want to get married. You want to have a family. But you've never, you haven't been able to make that, cross that bridge. I'm telling you, God knows your heart. We'll talk about it next week. But God knows your heart. And he knows what's there. And he knows how to supply that need. Pray. Pray. You say, I've been trying to dig myself out of this hole financially for years. Keep praying. Keep making good decisions. Keep doing the right things. Because when you pray, God works. God moves. You're struggling to raise your kids. You're struggling to keep your household together. I'm just telling you that when you pray over your not see the results in the first day. But if you keep praying, God will work your family. The effectual, King James says, the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man. Willie Morgan, when you pray, things happen. You hear me? When you pray. Kurt, when you pray, God moves. That's what I'm praying for. It's what I want. Marion, when you pray, God works. Jason, when, when you pray, God works. If somehow this church comes together and we begin to pray and call on the name of the Lord, there is no limit to what God will do at Lake Erie Church. Hundred souls. There are ten times a hundred souls that God wants to save this year. I'm just telling you, you can't ask God for too much. You can't, you can't ask God for more than he will do. You can't ask God for more than he's able to do. You can't ask for God for something that's so big to do it. I'm calling on you this morning. I'm pleading with you this morning to trust God that he is able to do more than you ask or think. So if you can ask God for anything this morning, what would you ask him for? Right now, if you could ask him for anything, what would you ask God for? Thank you for listening. Lake Erie Church is a multicultural Pentecostal church located in Perry, Ohio, about 30 minutes east of Cleveland. We would love to have you for a visit sometime. For more information or to connect with our team, please visit lakeeriechurch.com.